Hey everybody, today's daily devotional, today's October the 3rd, and I'm making myself some popcorn. About to enjoy some popcorn and milk duds and Diet Dr. Pepper. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, so last night was the uh, part one of Spiritual Warfare. It's on Facebook Live, I shared it on my page. If you all get a chance to check it out, I'd really appreciate it. Your thoughts, any feedback. Um, Wallace, an old star major that goes to our church, he said, uh, I almost gave you a no-go because you were reading. <laughs> but you got to go at this station. I just thought that was uh, so fun. So with no further ado, Joyce Meyer shared the gospel by meeting practical needs. I once heard a story about an evangelist in Russia who was talking around, who, who was walking around telling people, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. He was handing out gospel tracts, and one lady said, You know what? Your sermon and gospel tract isn't going to fill my belly. <laughs> See, uh, sometimes we need to show people's God's love by meeting their physical needs, and then we can share the gospel of Christ. Jesus spoke about the importance of meeting people's physical needs. In Matthew, he said that when we feed the hungry or give water to the thirsty or clothe the needy or care for the sick, it's like we're doing those things for him. He showed us how helping someone in a practical way can create a wonderful opportunity to share the gospel with someone. When someone can see God's love in action in a real way in their own life, it is much easier for them to believe our message that God loves them. So what does this look like practically? Question mark. It could start with something small like giving a hug to someone nearby who feels unloved. From there, you could go on to support ministries that help the sick, thirsty, and hungry. Maybe you could volunteer at a soup kitchen or outreach in your community or take a mission trip to serve the needy in another country. The possibilities are endless when you make a decision to serve others, not only through words, but also through practical action. Prayer starter. I want, or Lord, I want to put action behind my words. Show me how I can practically help the people you bring across my path so they can experience the power of your love. The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for, the, for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine you did for me. Matthew twenty-five forty. Whoa. <laughs> yes, that is so true. Like, there's a saying that says, um, <clears throat> I cannot hear you because your actions are not, I can't hear your words because your actions are so loud. And that's that's a derogatory statement, by the way. Um, I can't hear what you're saying like you're telling me to be quiet, but you, on the other hand, are making a ruckus or you know, you're telling me to, you know, have discipline and you yourself are... are undisciplined, you're unruly, you're all these things, you know, I really like that saying is so important, I think, sometimes our words are so uh, muted, if you will, because of our actions, our actions aren't doing, like we're not doing <laughs> what we're saying, you know, an example I gave to my trainees, and I heard this somewhere, was you have a um, runway model, 
and all eyes are on this runway model. She's, she's walking down the runway. Everybody's looking at her. And you're like, oh, wow, you know, it's either the clothing or the model or, or whatever you're looking at. Um, does she say a word? No, not one single word. But all eyes are on her, right? Or him, I, I don't know. I've not seen too many guy run my models, but not a word is said. Like the power that the actions, the looks, the behavior, whatever, you know, them just walking down, they don't have to say anything. They know who they are. They're confident in who they are. Their actions are just demonstrating just that, <laughs> what, what they're trying to do. Um, not a word is said, is my point. So for us, I mean, we're not runway models. I'm, I'm certainly not. <laughs> I'm definitely not, okay? But uh, that's not my point. I mean that my actions don't have to be so loud. I can go in and help. I can go in and do things. The Bible says that your left hand should know what your right hand is doing, right? The Bible says not for us to boast, not to be so self-righteous that we're shouting out all these things when, on the other hand, we're not doing them. Like, <laughs> I, think it, I think it takes courage, for one. Uh, she said they were in Russia. There's a need for ministry in Russia. I know we have a, a gentleman that goes to Russia occasionally from our church, and he just tells us the outcry of the people there that they need evangelism. They need the word, you know, and America needs evangelism. <laughs> America needs the word. Like, we need missionaries to America from America. But <laughs> that reminds me of a meme. I'll, not appropriate right now, but I'll, I'll maybe I'll mention it at the end. Uh America needs evangelists. America needs helpers. America needs workers. America needs people that will go in and work and do things. They need people that will go in and serve other people, that will give somebody a cool drink of water, that will uh, go in where no one else wants to go in. Like Mike Rowe used to do a show called Dirty Jobs, you know, go in and do those dirty jobs that people don't want to do, the volunteering. It could be self-righteous. Like, you could be going at Thanksgiving and have, like, this photo opportunity or, like, I did my one good deed of the year. Why not find out what their mission is? Maybe they offer a soup kitchen daily. Like, I know homeless people. I, I've never been homeless myself. But I've had family that's been homeless, family very close to me that has been homeless, and I know that they have soup kitchens. They have ministries that serve breakfast every morning, that serve lunch every single day. And I won't go into details because it's going to make me kind of sad, but uh, there's people with a lot of needs. There's a lot of challenges. There's people that are mentally handicapped that can't hold down steady jobs. There's veterans. Ooh, oof. Veterans, okay, that need assistance because their mind's not right. 
there's people plagued by affliction. Their minds aren't right. They need help. They need assistance. And able-bodied people like us can go out and help. Do I know what my mission is yet? I don't. Like, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what God is leading me towards. I feel like God is giving me all these tools. So one day when he points me in the right direction and says, this is where you're going to go. This is what I'm leading you to. This is your path. I feel like you're ready. You know, this is this is where he's, I'm taking you, son. You know, like this is where you're going. He's leading me up to do all these things right now. And he's giving me a sampling, I feel, of all of these different areas. Volunteering, community service, helping out, now speaking, <laughs> which last night was the first time I ever spoke behind a pulpit. Oh, and by the way, it was 90 minutes. <laughs> I ended it a little bit early because I wanted to pray and dismiss everybody on time. I didn't want to be over. So it was like, I think, four minutes early. <laughs> Trial by fire, if, if you want to go there, for sure. But I'm so glad it happened. I'm so glad that I was given this opportunity. And this opportunity came a long time ago. Let me tell you, I was supposed to talk back in May. And I was going to talk about judging others. You know, and I, I still kind of say that judgingly <laughs> because why would you judge other people? You know, Why? I judge other people maybe in love, <laughs> if that's a thing, like a correction type thing. It's not out of a complaint, but yeah, correcting isn't judging, is it? I don't know. Maybe it is. Let me think about that while I'm talking. Why would you get a cart from Walmart, for example? And not return it to where you either got it from or where it goes. Why would you borrow something for somebody and not return it to them directly? Or return it in the shape that you borrowed it or better? Like, why would you do some of these things? You know, there's... Call them pet peeves, you call them whatever. I call it doing the right thing. And if you're out of line, and if I feel it's my place to correct you... Maybe it is correction. Maybe it's not judgment. Maybe I'm just trying to correct you from doing something dumb, <laughs> for lack of better terms. Maybe I just want you to know, like, this is the right thing that you have to do. And it's not by my standards. I think a reasonable, acceptable, personal standard. You leave a cart in the middle of Walmart parking lot, somebody's bound to hit it. Somebody's bound to either hit it and it hit like somebody else or another car. I mean, there's kids, there's families, there's people out in Walmart in the parking lot. My kids are in the parking lot of Walmart. You're leaving these booby traps all around Walmart for what? You can't walk the five or ten extra steps to go put the park or the the thing in there. I just think there's some things that we do that violate a reasonable person a standard. Whew, that was a tangent. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to delete this. This is, I think this is important to say. Correction, correcting others. 
Maybe it's not judging. Maybe it is it is being that voice of reason, especially when you have influence over people. You're telling them the right things that they should do. Like there's a, a young man that I'm talking to. Um, he asked for a mentor. And I said, absolutely. And I'm not sure if he's listening to this. If you are, hey, buddy. <laughs> if not, cool. No worries. I'm not going to say your name. not going to mention who you are or anything. But people are hungry. People are looking for other people that have what you have. And I don't mean like financially or whatever. They want to be better. They want to have the happiness you have, the joy, the, the laughter, the life. They want what you have. Not to be like you. They don't want to be a copy of you. But they want to be... A better version of you, maybe? In their own self, if that makes sense. Like, they have the abilities, say, for example, to finish college. You finish college. They're like, cool, how did you finish college on your schedule? I want to do this because I'm pretty sure I can do it. And since you did it a long time ago, I'm pretty sure I could be better at it than you. I'm pretty sure there's advances in technology that could help me, especially with like study tips and all these things. They want to better themselves and they need people that understand or that have been there that can help them out. You know, and it's the same thing when you help others. People go through seasons. I talked about this last night and I talked about season war, but there's people that go through these seasons and you could call it a season of down on your luck. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you were evicted from your house. And maybe just the totality of all these things added up in this perfect storm. And here you are in a soup kitchen. You have no money. You're, you're robbed of everything that you have in life. You're poor. Um, you can't rub two pennies together. And here the, the church or the community center or whoever's helping you out with some food. And then you have you, you that are listening, that has the ability to go volunteer and go help out people. What if it was you, on the other hand? You know, what if you were down on your luck? Wouldn't you want someone like yourself to help out? I'm feeling a little bit convicted because I feel like I could do more. I could be more beneficial with my time I feel like I could certainly volunteer other places I can volunteer my time certainly I personally am told I do too much as it is <laughs> and that I don't rest and that uh, all these different things but I always feel like I can do more I always feel like God has given me the ability to simultaneous multitask he's given me this ability to right and left brain and store things in three separate compartments <laughs> at the same time and just work and function and i think that's why like some of my thoughts get jumbled up together sometimes like all these wires are crossing and everything's just kind of jumbled up together sometimes but Separately, like, I can stay on task, I can stay on point, I can focus, 
Like, I can do just a lot of things and work, but I also need to rest. I'm I'm on convalescent leave right now, and probably some of the things that I'm doing are questionable because I should be resting. But having a family, <laughs> let me tell you, and being uh, the household six, if you will, all right, is not easy. There's laundry. Oh my goodness, the laundry, it never ends. There's dishes. Dishes do not end. The towels. I'm not going to talk about towels anymore because my blood pressure is high enough. The towels. All right. The messes. Kids love scissors. Why? There's trash all over the place from them cutting things up in their rooms, in the family room, on the kitchen table, in the bathroom for some reason. Like, there's just little tiny messes all over the place that make you bend over and, like, make you use your teeny little fingertips to pick up this little stuff. And it's just a mess. There's bills that got to be paid. Like, there's so many things around the house that need some errands. Do not cease. Like, they don't. There's always somebody from the family needing something. All the time, always. Right? (laughs) So, I'm enjoying uh, being on leave. I'll enjoy going back to work. (laughs) Let me just say, don't ever judge a household person. Someone that stays and takes care of the home. Because, from experience, these last... Was it six weeks now? It is not easy. All right. (laughs) But if you have the ability to do all these things, manage a household, do whatever you got to do, volunteer your time, do it by all means. I think if it's good enough for someone like Joyce Myers to volunteer her time and, you know, these really great, outstanding individuals that volunteer their time. It's certainly good enough for me. And if the Bible says you do this to the least among you, you do this to your brothers and sisters, you do these things for, I would say, quote-unquote, the undesirables, for the people that are handicapped, for the people that are... I'm not saying undesirables them. I mean, like, the people that roam the streets, you know, the people that are maybe not necessarily in the position they're in because they had a choice. Maybe they're in it because they like it. I won't touch on that very much, but I know for a fact, and I know from personal experience, there are people that choose to live the way they do, not because they have a choice. I mean, not because they don't have a choice. I'm saying people choose to live like that because... They enjoy it for whatever reason. I don't know why. But I know people like that. In my family, okay? (laughs) I'll just, I'll stop right there. So I'm not saying the handicapped or any any of those are undesirable. I'm, I'm just saying other people, undesirables, okay? The people that you may not want to sit next to type people. The junkyard dogs for example (laughs) okay the bad joes the bad jokers okay uh that's what i mean so don't get me don't get me wrong here 
but helping out the handicapped as well. So my aunt posts photos of my other aunt. You know, she's mentally handicapped, and she was at the Special Olympics recently. And I know that in March, I think they host the Special Olympics here at at Sill. But if that's your calling, by all means, like, do it. If you felt driven and led to help people, help them. Like, whatever means necessary, you can. Uh, I'm at 20 minutes, so I'm going to cut this right here. I don't want to go uh, rambling or off on another tangent or rabbit hole. I know I said I wanted to clean this up a little more, but helping is just so very important. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting. Thank you all those for, that came out last night. Thank you those that have watched uh, the sermon on Facebook. Thank you for continuing to listen to these. Um, if I have an audience of zero, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm, I'm really okay. But those of you that listen, I really appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out. Thanks for sending messages of support. Again, I can't say thank you enough. But uh, until next time, tomorrow will be shorter. I hope. (laughs) We shall see. But that's all. God bless. Love you all. Talk to you later.